Welcome to the Coffee Kids and Crazy Podcast, a show about creating heart-to-heart connection with your kids. Your podcast hosts, Brittany Serple and Seth Dahl, are here to answer your biggest parenting questions so that you can become a powerful parent. So get ready for Breakthrough as I welcome your hosts, Brittany and Seth. Welcome back to Coffee Kids and Crazy. We're here with another episode, and this time, again, we're going to do Q&A with some frequently asked questions. We did it a few episodes ago. We really liked it. We get so many questions all the time that it's It's just just, good to do a whole episode. Yeah. It feels like we get the same kind of questions, so we're trying to... Or there, we have a season where there's a lot of them mm-hmm. um, or similar ones. So just trying to pull it in and give you some helpful stuff. Yeah. That's that's our main goal. But before we give you some helpful stuff and talk about the questions you've asked, we have to talk about our meme. We do. Which this week's meme or month is, um, it was, I, I found a bunch of these ones, but I thought it was funny because it's friends that don't have kids. Yeah. They might be married. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But friends that don't have kids just kind of live a different life yep. and expectations. So that's how this, this meme. Are we going to do a meme party this one? No. Nope. No. The meme party's coming. The meme party's We have extra coming. memes. It's coming soon. We have so many memes. We have to give them away. But this, this meme says, friends with no kids be like, you want to go to Africa this Friday? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do. And all of us are like, uh, Friday? Friday? Africa? Friday night, I'm excited about... Bed. Yes. Early to bed, and the kids can stay up late, but I can go to bed early. Yes. That's what Friday night looks like. I'm not getting on a plane to go to Africa. No, there's no spontaneous trips to Chattanooga or anywhere. Anywhere. You know, Cucamonga. None of those places are we going. No. We are... What, what impromptu Friday looks like is... We went out for pizza. Yeah, or we had movie night. <laughs> we weren't planning on it. We're doing movie We're, night. That is the spontaneity of I most love it. parents with children. Or maybe we are ahead of the game enough to... Um, my iPad just died. <laughs> oh, your iPad's dead. So I have all the questions I'm in charge of now. That's all that's next is questions. Okay. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should just keep going. I love it. Because <laughs> they're weird names. Rancho Cucamonga is the real. I know. My grandma was there. But Cucamonga is just more fun. Should we just leave this filming? <laughs> we aren't. And recording? Okay. My iPad died, but it's just a matter of question. So you're just going to. I have them all You're right going to have all the iPad. power. This is a, this is a trust ex- this is exercise good. right now. I am in charge. It's pointless. And I still have thirty five percent, so you're good. Okay, so we're gonna an- we're gonna answer some questions. Let's go. Okay, here's one. If you had to actually no. Okay. This is a good one. one. Okay. How did y'all get started in farming? <laughs> once you decided to make that lifestyle change. I don't know. If this is a frequently asked question, but okay. We started getting into animals because. Um, we wanted our kids to grow up with some different type of responsibility than what we were seeing as the options living in more of a suburban city-like um, atmosphere. Yeah. And I, I think the desire to teach them the value of 
life and responsibility and to be exposed to those elements is what really fueled us. And, and the freedom to run, we lived in a neighborhood that was really kind of um, restrictive as far as what could be on the side of the sidewalk or uh, where yeah. you park your car. Our backyard was pretty small. Um, I wanted them to be outside as much as possible, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to be able to. That That's what moved us towards buying land. But that's how you started was like, we have to buy a piece of property Mm -hmm. or a house that's conducive to this, which I think that was the same with us realizing like, oh, you can do a garden, yeah, you know, wherever you're at. In an apartment, you could figure out growing some herbs or maybe some tomatoes on your back porch, but you can't fully garden without Mm -hmm. a small piece of land. But then animals, you actually have to have land. So I think for us too, it was kind of like, how do you really start getting into the farm life where it's chickens and horses and cows and... And bees, we just like have well, pigs and goats and chickens. We had to adjust things so that we could have the land for it. Yeah, which we've done. But it's fun. I don't think it's for everyone. Some nope. people love that that city life, and they. they I mean, it's life getting. We felt the same too. It's like we want our kids to grow up with responsibility for another life, mm-hmm. other lives. We want our kids to more than be a goldfish, more than a goldfish and a yeah. cat. We want to. Um, we want them connected to nature. Mm-hmm. We want them in the dirt. We want them. Yeah. Outside, we want them. I think my kids' immune system is so much trees. better now that they are constantly touching poop. I mean, yeah, that's the reality. I know. They're just constantly touching poop. It's beautiful. They learn to wash their hands really well. Yes, they do. Otherwise, you're eating that poop yep. in your dinner. <laughs> Gross. So there we go. That's how we got started in farming. Uh, here's one. Okay. The next one. If you had to name one thing as the biggest enemy of connection, mm-hmm. what would it be? One thing biggest enemy of connection Mm. I think pride is one thing I think of Um, because if I'm too proud to become humble clean up a mess then that that keeps me from connection and I just destroy connection over and and over and I just my my pride keeps me locked into whatever fight or thought or belief I have um, and there's been there's been lots of those moments where I'm pretty sure that this is worth dying on until I see how it's affecting my connection, whether it's with Ben or my kids or my parents or my friendships. It's okay. What am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. So I watched a movie. I'm trying to remember what it's called. We had a movie night the other night. It's a family. Oh, it's War with Grandpa. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's 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 good. War with Grandpa. Grandpa cartoon? moves in. No, it's a. Oh. It's got. Um, they call it live action. Yeah, it's <laughs> not no cartoons at all. But Grandpa moves into the house because his wife dies and all this, and this and he gets the grandson's room and the grandson mm-hmm. has to move to the attic. So they start a war and grandson is okay. warring with his his grandpa mm-hmm. and it's it's really funny also quite intense in some places but the there's a boyfriend in the picture and mom is really mad about this boyfriend and doesn't like him and grandpa goes you know i lost two years with you because of because of your husband now i didn't like your husband at first but it cost me two years with you and the mom is like hearing this she's like what do you mean i 
And she, he's like, yeah, you came in and you talked to mom, but you never talked to me. You wouldn't talk to me for two years, right. really, just shooting the breeze. And so at the end of the movie, the mom is literally chasing down this boyfriend, wanting to fight him. And in the middle, she's about to punch him. He goes, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to lose two years with my daughter because of this. You come over to the house. Come and have dinner. And she invites him in, and wow. she's going, my connection with my daughter is far more important than they had been making out. And she didn't yeah. want them making out. Uh-huh. So... So she's super mad about this and them lying and mm-hmm. hiding and all this. So, But she goes, I'm going to bring you in because I don't want to lose connection. But she, it was her anger and her fear. I would say you say pride. I think fear yeah. is one too where it's like whether it's because we've talked about rushing, being in a hurry and stuff like that. I think it's like I'm afraid. I'm in a hurry because I'm afraid that, of what my reputation is going to be if I'm late. I'm afraid what people are going to think of me if I'm late. So I'm putting all this pressure on you, doing all these things that's destroying our connection because I'm afraid of what will happen. I'm afraid to look bad. Yeah. I'm afraid. And But that reminded me in the movie of like, oh, this mom decided I'm not going to lose two years of my kid over this. Yeah. I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to fight for it. That's good. Pride and fear. Pride and fear. Pride probably could be rooted in fear. Probably. So I like his answer. And fear can also be, they're connected. (laughs) They're buddies. Two sides of the same coin, probably. probably. Here's a good one. Okay, I can't see him, so you got to keep giving to me. I (laughs) know. I'm struggling with yelling, Mm. and I feel like I'm damaging my my boys. Mm Mm-hmm. What can I do to be heard? So it sounds like she's yelling because she doesn't feel heard, and the only way they listen is if she yells, but now she's afraid she's damaging them. Yeah, I I would ask a few things. Are you yelling to get attention? And then it's like, you know, hey. And then Are you raising your volume or changing your tone? Yeah. Because there's a time to raise your volume and go, hey! Yeah. But your tone is not disrespectful, right. not angry. You're just like... You couldn't hear me, so I raised my, I yelled. Sometimes I've clapped really loud or I've banged, you know, a wooden spoon on a pot when they're going crazy and then they look at me and I have this, you guys are so loud, but my face says, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. But I needed attention. So I I would, if I'm going to guess that she's yelling, but it might just keep going Yeah. because they're ignoring her. So she's correcting while yelling. Yeah. Um. And that would be the place where I would pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout to get the attention, but don't be shouting the correction or whatever's needed because that's not doing anything. Yeah. But teaching your kid, this is how we communicate. Yeah. So I think the pause really needs to be on her end of not rushing to get to the, the consequence, you know, Hey, what did I say? Stop it. Don't do that. You know, this is me not looking for attention. This is me, me correcting you. Control, trying to get and, you yes, to do what to, I want you to do. With yelling. Yeah. Because I'm And fear angry. and scare. Yeah. Uh, you know, the idea of even spanking, like don't spank when you're angry. That is a hard thing to do because I am usually frustrated that we've gotten to this point. But yeah. I do think that there's, I can have a calm state yeah. And and have the goal of connection and still spanking. So I, I it mirrors that for yeah. me a little bit of if you're yelling to get attention and you're needing to communicate something, I wouldn't be trying to communicate that through yelling. No. Because that's just teaching. And practically, something. if you're struggling to feel heard by your kids, which I think all of us are at some point, like, mm-hmm. do you even hear what I'm saying? <laughs> 
and that we've talked about this a lot, like, but I think, you know, practically walking over to them and physically and touching putting them. your hand on their shoulder, touching yeah. them, like getting their attention. Hey, we need to have a talk about this. Yeah. Hey. And maybe you, not do it right then. Right. If you're super emotional. Yeah. If you're super mad, give yourself some space mm-hmm. and then come over. But if it's just a matter of I need your attention and I'm going to get more and more angry if I don't get your attention, go get their attention. Get down on their level. Put your hand on their shoulder and say, hey, we. otherwise we stand way back mm-hmm. and we start yelling. And the more they don't listen, the more angry we get. So mm-hmm. if we can get them to actually pay attention to us. Another thing I would say in this is like, I know a lot of people grow up and they never felt hurt as a child. Mm-hmm. And so potentially some of this is like, I feel like I have to yell because I've never felt hurt in my entire life. So there may be an element too of going, maybe it's counseling, maybe it's getting help of going, I I don't know what else to do because I have a belief deep inside that people don't listen to me. I'm not heard. People don't hear me when I talk. So I have to raise my voice. I have to get loud. I have to get angry in order to be heard anywhere. So that could be another option in some cases too is to go, yeah. is there a belief inside me that says I'm not heard unless I yell? Yeah. I think, you know, I we have a two-story house, so I'm often yelling just to, to get somebody's yeah. attention up there. But I'm never doing an exchange of a heartfelt conversation through yelling. Yeah. Because no one's going to yes. receive that. No. So if I am hurt by something you did, I'm not going to approach you in yelling because yeah. you're going to be defensive or checked out. Yeah. And I'm going to not feel hurt. So think about if you're having an adult conversation. Yeah. And you start yelling your pain at somebody. Yeah. How well is that? It's not ever going to go. No. So really making that adjustment of if I have a heartfelt conversation that needs to be made, my tone needs to change if I want it to be received. Yeah. One thing I do, I just remember this, like our house, we're on one side, the kids are on another side of the house, basically. And so a lot of times they'll be like, dad, they'll yell. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And, but if I'm not careful... It's if I don't do something quick, we're now yelling back and forth and I can't hear you. So I get frustrated that I can't hear you. I'm not even mad at you. I'm Mm -hmm. mad that I can't hear you. So I'm my tone is changing because I'm frustrated that there's a couple of walls between us. So I've got a dog, a wall, a couple kids. So all this stuff is happening. Like, I'm not even mad at you, but I'm mad. So I've I've started going like. When that happens, like, hey, dad, I'm like, hey, come in here and talk to me. Mm-hmm. So the only time I'm going to yell is to get us in the same mm-hmm. vicinity so we don't actually have to raise our voices and we don't risk our tones changing. I think yelling, and if that's the way you communicate back and forth, you are partnering with that um, convenience. I yeah. just want to yell. I don't right. want to physically start moving because yeah. that requires intentionality yeah. and for me to pause what I'm doing to reengage some more. Um, and, and that's just, we, there's just little loops that get us trapped in behaviors yeah. and cycles um, and habits that get yourself out of. And I think you'll get, change some things dramatically. Yeah. Did you know that Brittany co-hosts another podcast with Danny Silk? It's called The Kyla Show. And it's a podcast about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. Listen to The Kylo Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. I'm going to switch us up completely. Okay. Okay. Bring it on. We went from farming to 
connection to yelling. And now here's one question. I would love to know how to discuss the topic of LGBTQ with a young child. We are very exposed to this subject in our area, and it's something we would like to talk to our children with first before the school before the school does this for them, mm-hmm. which is very much good job. already happening everywhere. It's, yeah, it's ev- yeah. So that's a big one. That's a big one. I I'm I would say more now than ever. This is on display. Mm-hmm. Um, on TV, on TV, out in public, commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You go to a, a department store, and um, I had a gal message me and said that their child, somewhere around four, asked more in front of the the clerk to their mom why the man was wearing a dress, and she panicked. And didn't know what to say, ignored the question, but was just made the child ask it more and yeah. more and louder and louder. And she just oh. and so there's this panic response. Um, and I I think the reason why there's a panic response like in that situation is um, nobody wants to be punished. Yeah. For communicating um, what we believe to be true mm-hmm. and to create tr- truth around what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so to engage there in front of this person would feel disrespectful. I completely understand that. Yes. Um, but at the same time... And you, we want to create an environment where we may not agree, but we want to love we you. Love. Exactly. And so we're nervous to bring this up right here and talk to a child right here. But that also teaches them that there's confusion even in our clarity and truth of it. Yeah. So it is a it is an interesting dance. I'm, mm-hmm. We could talk a million things it's of the world of... Where could we be offensive mm-hmm. right now? I think I could sneeze and someone's offended. Yes. So I, 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 that's the reality of needing to clarify what is the truth, where are your non-negotiables, and, and what are you willing to engage in to protect? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what the kind of rules on the ground right there. I think you need to define those for yourself because yep. this question is only going to get louder. Yep. And I can say that our kids are a little bit older, and so their exposure to this is, is only getting more intense, mm-hmm. and there's more questions. So I I can speak to kind of already in it, and it's happening in a different state than younger. Mm-hmm. But what I told that mom was, um, honey, I don't know, um, but we can talk about it in the car. Yeah. Some of my approach has been with the kids because we've had this conversation quite a lot, actually. We talk about it, and I want to be the one that's in charge of this conversation, not the school, not the, not school. the TV, yeah. just like we're seeing – um, like just like this mom is asking, I think it's a mom. But one of the approaches I've taken is kind of like, hey, guys, we believe in God. We believe in a creator mm-hmm. that created us on purpose and designed us a certain way. And so I've gone so far as to go, when you look at a boy and a girl, the penis and the vagina, they, they work together. Yeah, and we use the key and the lock. The key and the lock mm-hmm. and... And you know, even like male Outlet, and female yep. outlets. They like, call them that. They call them male and female because that's what they, they, they work like that. And so, you know, I've just said like, we believe God designed this on purpose. This is his intention. This mm-hmm. is what he designed. We believe in God. We believe he created us on purpose. We don't believe we are an accident that evolution accidentally we showed up here and who knows what we are or where we're from. No, we believe we have a father who mm-hmm. made us on purpose and yeah. designed us a certain way. So we believe that men and women are natural. 
That's that's what's natural, and it's not natural to have a girl and a girl and a guy and a guy. And so I've taken it to go. I think at some at some level, and obviously this is not true for everyone because there is a whole Christian movement out there that's very much like. God made me this way. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm not going to change. God doesn't want me to change, which is a whole other element to yeah. this talk. But there's a lot of Christians out there that believe in God and still believe homosexuality is his design. Yeah. Where I, I would say, I think at, at a lot of levels, at some, pl- at, at some level, maybe people don't believe that they're designed a certain way on purpose, and so they don't know. And I try to keep it really like, hey, they, they might not believe in God. They might not believe in a yeah. creator. They might not believe that he naturally designed them a certain way. And so I try to keep all the emotion and all the, I want to be as just loving and mm-hmm. like, hey, but they maybe they don't believe in God and they think they were an accident and they were evolved from a monkey that came from an amoeba or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, potentially that's what they believe. And so they don't know that God designed them a certain way and they have these feelings that they act on. They don't know that like some feelings you just don't want to act on because they aren't natural. And and so I've tried to take it to that level too as go, God designed us a certain way yeah. and he intended that. I, I also like having animals. I love having animals because yeah. I go, you know, I say, hey, only a mom. Do you see Rosie and Tulip? Yeah. Like, making babies? Like it sounds yeah. it sounds kind of inappropriate, but, you know, there's been many times where we go, you know, how do we know if it's a boy or a girl? Like, well, if it has balls, it's a boy. Mm-hmm. If it has an udder, it's a girl. And we've we've had these conversations like you need a boy and a girl to make a baby. Only the girls can have the babies. Only the boys can only do a certain part. So we've we've used nature as mm-hmm. well, which again is like this is what we believe is natural because mm-hmm. we're designed this way. Every animal's designed this way pretty much. Like the boy does his job and the girl has the baby. And when it comes out, you can tell if it's a boy or a girl. And so we've used nature and animals to yeah. help communicate this as well to our children. And I mean, I've had maybe more in-depth conversations with, the older girls in the house um, about God's design and God and what is sin, mm-hmm. and and that's no one's job but the Lord's to convict that, yeah. and and it's our job to love and to cover, and that's our role and to meet people where they're at. Uh huh. Yeah. And so that's what we land on, and and we talk about all the different sins and and where this falls in in sin and and that. You're not going around, and I'm not telling people about their sin. Yeah. I'm not trying to condemn yeah. anyone. But what God asked me to do is to love people well, and that's what I'm called to do. Yeah. And I know that you know one of the girls um, was in a situation where a friend came and kind of confessed that they are a lesbian. And it was an interesting situation because for them to navigate – what am I supposed to do with this information? And, and am I supposed to love them? Am I supposed to be friends with them? Am I supposed to? And so we had this great conversation of the expectations we had for them um, and, and not wanting to them to feel scared or uncomfortable. And we really talked a lot about what do you feel comfortable with? Yeah. Because uh, that's what I want more than anything is for my children to get to live out who they are mm-hmm. and to be able to say no uh, when they feel like they need to say no and, and to feel like they can say yes. So has that friendship changed 
Yes. I will say yes, because um, there's been some things that have made them uncomfortable, and I'm 100% in support. If what if this was a boy, mm-hmm. I would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, if this was how they disrespectful they were of their boundaries, it'd yeah. be the same conversation. Yeah. So I'm all about em- empowering our kids to love like Jesus, but also have boundaries yeah. like Jesus. Yes. And and you know it's been in our world in a way that it hadn't been before. I know uh, another one of my girls went to a school with a young boy who said he was. Uh, homosexual and so he would go into the girls bathroom and uh that's not okay and so i'm like what do you need here mm-hmm. and um this was a couple years ago but just pursuing how do you keep your boundaries and how do you keep loving mm-hmm. uh and i remember an interaction with him being inappropriate talking about things and she'd say i i don't please don't do that again that's yeah. gross and and this is all about building confidence so that our kids know what our truth is. So when those hard conversations come, like when you're in the checkout with the mm-hmm. grocery store or whatever with this person yep. and your child says something, you're leading by example and your ability to have confidence and love yep. in this situation. Yep. So. And, yeah, just talk. Yes. It's I think that's talk. the big thing is not being afraid to talk. It's not just like sex. Talk. It's all, yeah. It's all, it's all mushed together right now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual identity, uh, and that's part of this. That's a, there's a, there's a, usually a lot of people in pain. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot too. Is not knowing who God created them to be. Yeah. It's rooted in a lot of pain. And also, I think part of this conversation too is because a lot of a lot of what's happened. Yeah, there could be a hundred different reasons, if not more, how this has come about in a person's life. And it's not our job to judge or assume mm-hmm. or think we know and to throw out like, wow, you're just in sin, rot, without yeah. like, wait, do you know the person? Do you know how they got here? Maybe they were really, really hurt by someone and they're scared to be hurt again, so they've gone a different direction. And it's like, oh, wow, man, we just need to love you in your pain and who knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, not going, yeah. being careful. I, I have to be really careful with my kids because I want to talk about it in a way that does we're not we're not here to judge. Mm-hmm. We're not here to make decisions. We're not here. We're here to love you. Mm-hmm. I I love my my girl's response when her friend told her was, "What do you feel like the Lord's saying?" And her friend said, "Well, I I think He's fine with it." And she said, "Okay." And she said, "Do you agree with it?" And she goes, "No, but I still love you." Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. And and this girl still um, has a place where she's trusts her and and there's still a relationship there but again it's it's different, it's different there's different access yeah and we're all okay with that yeah because if it was any other situation we'd be okay with that too yep, yep. so but it's it think, requires you to have a conversation yes that's the hard part or many be willing to have the conversation yeah i think that's the whole thing too do you agree with me i think there's a lot of that mm-hmm. going on where it's like you actually don't love me unless you agree with mm-hmm. me and it's it's like wait a second no that's not real love not true that. love is like we can disagree and still love mm-hmm. like if there is no and understanding like wait we it will actually be impossible mm-hmm. to have a society where everyone agrees yeah. about everything disagreement is normal you disagree about the food you like you disagree about the clothes you like you disagree about every mm-hmm. we disagree about way more stuff than we realize yeah. and so helping our kids understand too like it's okay to disagree yeah. and still love and communicate that like i don't agree and i love you and it's it's 
that's how I know I love you is that mm-hmm. I can disagree with you and be safe to disagree with you. And hopefully you're safe to let me disagree with you. Anyway, we could keep talking and talking about this yeah. thing. but Well, give us another question. One more question. Here we go. Um, how to encourage my little kids to start praying by themselves. They're all 100% up, but only... They're all 100% up for it, but if I do it, which I think this is a challenge. I know I've had this like. Do you want to pray? No. Yeah, my kids, I think literally my son, August, who's about to hit nine, has prayed out loud six times in his entire life. And so. Like out loud at the dinner table or like on the mic? What do you mean? No, he will not pray unless, well, he'll pray when I lead him. Mm-hmm. So he'll repeat after okay, me. Like, yeah. we'll pray together. Like, every morning we have a prayer, these prayer cards that we mm-hmm. yep. flip around and we we pray a prayer and we talk for a minute, but we pray over our family, pray over our lives. And so he'll repeat and pray. But for him to just go off by himself and, like, pray, he doesn't do it. And he 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 hasn't unless he is in a really tough spot. Like when he's not doing good, he is ready to pray. He's ready for me to help him. He's ready to say, hey, ask God this question. What's God showing you? Like we, mm-hmm. I think we'll get to that one in a later episode, just those conversations. But but my son has, he has pushed back. He's like, I don't want to pray. So I've been careful not to force him. I want to stretch him, but not break him. So I've got to pay attention and look at him and go, if I make you do this right now, am I going to, damage this mm-hmm. or am I going to help this? Like mm-hmm. there are the times where I'm like, I've totally been like, son, you're afraid to, you're afraid to get in the car. Let's pray. I'm going to make you pray right now. Like not in a mean way, but yeah, yeah. I, we're going to pray through this. We're going to pray into this. Like, let's go ready. And other times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to force you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you see us. I do know as a children's pastor, so I, I did children's ministry forever forever, 17 years in church. And I'm still in children's ministry, but more with parents. Yeah. But like in church, it was it was interesting to see like sometimes kids are nervous to pray at home and then they'd get at church and they're like, they, give me the mic yeah. and they'll grab it. Or they need encouragement to like, hey, come here and pray. Will you mm-hmm. pray for us? And so sometimes it helps to have a pastor sort of pull that out. I know I pulled that out of so many kids. They yeah. prayed and then the parents were like, my kid prayed out loud? I'm like, yeah, they do it all the time. And they were shocked but it was like, oh, they needed a different environment that kind of pulled it out of them. But also at the same time, I think what you need to realize as a parent teaching your kids to pray, wanting your kids to pray is when they grab that mic in kids' church, they are going to pray whatever they've heard you pray. I literally we would be praying for somebody who's sick to get healed and kids would be like, oh, Father, thank you for this dinner. Thank you for this food. I'm like, this part- we're not we're not praying for dinner, <laughs> yeah. but they it's the only prayer they had ever heard. Mm. So we say pray, and that's where they automatically go. But all that to say, if you want to teach your kids to pray mm-hmm. and pray by themselves, just keep praying in mm-hmm. front of them. Mm-hmm. Show them what it is. You know, show them what it is to ask God a question and listen. Show them what it is to make a declaration. Show them what it is to pray in spirit. Show them what it is to to intercede for another person show them these different types of prayer and understand that at some point you know encourage them hey why don't you try to pray by yourself invite them encourage them but pay attention to like oh i don't want to damage what you believe about prayer and god i'm not going to force you Mm -hmm. 
unless it's needed. But at the same time, you're teaching your kids to pray. They are going to pray yeah. whatever it is you're praying. We had the other kids that like you. They grabbed the mic and they're like, "In the name of Jesus, yeah. I come." I'm like, "Wow, I hear your mom. I hear your mom praying right now. I hear your dad praying right now." So they'll they're learning. They're learning to pray. They may not do it out loud right away, yeah. But they're learning from yeah. you praying. I think it was just a practice for us of invitation mm-hmm. to not just default to do it mm-hmm. when they were scared at night. Um, I'm scared. Can you pray? Yeah. Do you want to pray too? No. Or sometimes I would like, "Do you want to pray?" Before me or after me, you know, yeah. that was that was one time of just trying to challenge them. And, yeah. and then they could say, I don't want to pray at all. Okay. But even that posing as a question and a choice, um, and I, I, the place of invitation is yep. often overlooked. We just kind of autopilot do it yep. sometimes more than we realize. Uh, and en- engaging them. I remember doing silly prayers. Um, yes. Not always serious prayers. Uh, I remember my kids really wanted to snow, and it was snowing not where we were, but close to where we were. Mm-hmm. And they are just praying, Lord, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And they just kept praying this, and it was it was this childlike faith. Yeah. And here it is snowing in our where it should not be snowing. It is it didn't stick, but it did. And it was, it, I think it's activating the silly. And the the serious and the dinner time and the family, you just show that prayer isn't always just in a box. A certain way, yeah. I, and and activating a place where they get to see the goodness of God is not just at the dinner table, not yeah. just at bedtime, not just when I'm scared. Yeah. Um, it rained the other day, and we are desperate for rain here. And it and they've all been wanting it to rain because they they wanted a fire in the fireplace so bad. Oh yeah. Um, but it started raining, and I can hear this little mumbling noise behind me, and it's Lincoln saying, Jesus, keep let it raining. Just let it rain a little bit longer, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And that's, I mean, no yeah. one else is praying, but he's just praying yeah. in the back that it would rain. I don't think it's for the drought as much as it was so we would light a fire, but it's yeah. still this permission he feels in his heart to engage. And I, I think a lot of that comes through just activating it in different ways. Yeah, activating, inviting, encouraging. Yeah, that's good. And your resources of the prayers is a great practice of language. I yeah. love that. That's what we did, too. I realized, like, I think my kids need a little bit more help in this. So we have those prayer cards mm-hmm. that the kids can literally, literally grab, pray a prayer based on a scripture, and put it away. And it's like, hey, you're you're practicing declarations. You're yep. practicing that's requesting great. things from God. And the parents, as well, doing it with their kids. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, we've done lots of questions mm-hmm. for you, and hopefully you're able to pull and pick and take something from what we talked about and um, encourage you to press in and, and engage and really define that culture in your family and in your yeah. home. And we believe in you. Yes, and we you've do. got this. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of the Coffee Kids and Crazy podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time.